Well, welcome to another edition of the Sport Clips Hall of Fame podcast. This is Chad Jordan. I'm the Director of Marketing for Digital Services here at Sport Clips. And uh, my guest today is... Stacia Kelly. I'm an area coach for Kansas City. Well, welcome, Stacia. You're also a rock star. You didn't put that part in there, but I will. Uh, she's uh, one of the members of our, t- our artistic team. She uh, was Coach of the Year, was named Coach of the Year at our most recent huddle, our big convention that we have for Sport Clips. We're going to talk a lot about that kind of stuff today. And I want to jump right in because I want to find out a little bit about Stacia as a, a, a little girl. Does she dream about being a, a stylist, a beautician, cosmetologist, hairdresser, and future rock star, or, or you know, did that come later? What happened? Well, you know, future rock star, doesn't everybody dream of that? Pink, yes. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily want to be a hairstylist when I was little. I wanted to be an actress. Oh, okay. Yes. So I idolized Julia Roberts was what my pretty woman. Yes, All right, pretty woman. I know. I shouldn't be watching that. That no, no, age, no. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's true. I, I know. Kid. Yeah, yeah. For all the parents Bad out parent, there. Mom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. No. Um, I went to school. I went to college for theater. Which uh, where? where um, Butler Community College in Wichita, Kansas. Okay. So I think it just got to the point. Well, first of all, I do not like school. Um, but it was also. So you look down the barrel of four years, right. And you're thinking four years at, at least of this. Yeah, and you have to move to California, maybe live in a cardboard yep. box. Yep. You might make it, you might not. So I had to think a little bit more realistic. Had you already dabbled in uh, hair care at all, or anything like that, or um, picked up a pair of scissors? I know I never. Well, you know, everybody I think cuts like their stuffed animal at some uh-huh. point. I don't. <laughs> Um, but I, I really enjoyed going to my hair salon. My mom took me to a hair salon all growing up. Okay. I was a hair model for my stylist. Like I really liked nice. doing different things from my hair. So I just didn't do it myself. So is this, are you dropping out of college at this point to become a stylist or you just know you don't want to be in college, be an actress at this point, which yeah, I, I wouldn't I, give up on that dream. I think you're still <laughs> on the way there, but what, um, uh, Take me through that process I think of I discovery. Did, yeah, I just realized I needed a backup plan, you okay. know, just in case it wouldn't work. or And maybe I could do improv on the side because I think my real passion was like Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Okay, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was at a party. One of my friends that I went to high school with, she um, went to hair school and she was working and, you know, it was quick money. So I was like, this is where I need to go for now. Did you know at the time how highly employable you would be if you were good in this profession? No, or just, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. It just seemed like a, it was a good backup plan. A good but. backup plan. I've worked since I was 13, so I have a great work ethic. I just needed to get my career going, so I would use my work ethic to build myself to get to a higher level. So you're doing... Odd and end jobs while going to uh, beauty school, or I, I mean, I guess so. My first job was at a mortuary. I was thirteen. <laughs> what we joked about I know. being a grave digger before the podcast. <laughs> right. That's why I, I thought was it was totally funny. Kidding. Yeah, no, it's true. My mom works at uh, Rest Haven Mortuary and Cemetery in Wichita, Kansas. So we cleaned it at night. Um, I got like one hundred thirty dollars a week. Uh-huh. That was awesome for yeah. a thirteen year no old, kidding. right? Went to Dairy Queen. It was like a downgrade yeah. <laughs> after yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, the I guess so. The perks are a little different at Dairy Queen than right. mortician. Anyways, <laughs> That's true. Okay. That's so true. Um, yeah, and then I was working at Starbucks when I went to hair school. Mm-hmm. So I was a supervisor there. So I stayed there. I really enjoyed the job. It has a lot of the same values that Sport Clips does, and I think that's kind of what fed me into finding Sport Clips and really liking it. Yeah, so uh, you get through school. Yeah. And, and then what? 
What it, it took me a little longer. I turned 21 during okay. the school period. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it took me about a year to get through hair school. Mm-hmm. Um, my teacher was like, you got to go apply at Sport Clips. It was just opening up in what? our area. Wow. Because I did a lot of the men's hair when I was in school. Okay. I did men's hair. I did ear piercings with the gun, you know, like yeah, Claire's yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then I did um, like facials and waxing. Mm-hmm. And gravitated towards the men or? Yeah, she... I think all the other girls in school, <clears throat> excuse me, they were scared to do the men's haircuts because we really didn't learn anything about it. And I just felt more uh, comfortable working with the men because right. they were just easygoing. Yeah. So I got all those and I skipped out on a lot of perms doing that, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. Right. So yeah, my teachers definitely were like, hey, you need to go apply at Sport Clubs. So that's what I did. And we're now, we're still in, is it Wichita or where Wichita? are we now? Okay. Yep. So you go and you apply. I did. Uh, who Who is, who's interviewing you? How does that, what that well, process Well, I applied... Like? Over and over and over and over again. Well, they, on, they kept online. rejecting you, or what happened? Well, nobody called me. Uh. I was like, "This is <laughs> I'm gonna keep pushing." You know, if only they how knew. your parents tell you yeah. to just keep pushing. Yeah. Um, they had a, a situation with the manager change right mm-hmm. at the time I was trying to get hired, so I think that's why I didn't really get called back. But um, my team leader, Monique and Roger Haynes Robinson, they finally were like, "Man, this girl will not give up. Right. You better give her a job." Very good. So yes. you're persistent. You persistent. keep knocking on that door. That's right. Uh, and but were you hired as a manager or no, no, no. Oh, okay. coordinator? Okay, okay. coordinator. Coordinator. Yes. Oh wow! You got to show me the ropes a little better than what I've uh, I've been doing. I so, should. That's why yeah, I should yeah. totally do that. Okay. After the podcast, okay. we'll go we'll work do on that. that. <laughs> uh, so you start your vacuuming hair. Are they even vacuuming letting you? They're not even letting you cut yet. Right? Nope. Nope. Okay. I, I think it was about two months. I did coordinating only. Mm-hmm. Which was nice, though, to learn, like, the computer system and all that without yeah. the pressure of cutting hair. Because, mm-hmm. you know, right out of school, it's it's pretty scary anyways. So I liked... Because the coordinator... So the coordinator role at Sport Clips, for those that are not part of the brand, that's the person... They're, they're maybe greeting you when you walk in? Is, right. They... Um, yeah. And I don't... Not all the stores in my market have coordinators. Sure. But, yeah, they basically... They greet everyone that comes in. We offer drinks at my location. Not uh, alcohol. Yeah, what kind of drink? Okay, just pop. Yeah, thank you. Just okay. Coca-Cola, right. wherever you're from. Yeah. yeah. No Mountain Dew? Yeah, no, no, I, I don't. I might have to talk to my I'm, uncle. Yeah, you that. might. All right. Okay. Um, I checked in people. I checked out people. I cleaned everything. So So you're really learning the, the store and the brand from the ground up at yeah. that point. Really? So are, now are you, Miss Persistent, are you, are you kind of mentioning, hey, I'd like to start cutting soon? Or how, how does that conversation go? How does that transition take place? You know, I, would l- I had a lot of anxiety to cut on the floor. I think it's just always scary for anybody to start cutting. So I wasn't too persistent, but I think mm-hmm. it just became like, we needed that person <laughs> yeah, to get right. on the yeah. floor. So yeah. here we go. Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute, you're licensed. Why aren't you <laughs> Why here aren't cutting? You right? We right. have a line out the door. Exactly. And I think it was right before Thanksgiving. So the holidays oh. are coming. So of course, yep. let's see how many heads I can screw up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I had asked Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Allen, another member of the artistic team and the rookie coach of the year, uh, her first bad haircut experience. Do you, do you still have nightmares about yours? Do you even remember? Were there so many that first week right. that you just... No, I uh, do remember my first reservice. Uh, okay. It was pretty painful. I mean, anybody coming back saying that you're what you did on Now, do they ask good. you to re- to fix it or no. are they saying whatever happens, don't let her right. touch my head again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a father um I, w- I would cut the son's hair. And All it right. was just like lines on the Are we the talking top. teenager? Are we talking a little kid? We're talking kid? Uh, yeah, maybe like 7 or 8. Okay. Yeah. So I just created lines on top which everybody knows that if you don't cross check, you'll have that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, somebody fixed it. It wasn't that big a deal, but it's always in the back of your head now. Yeah. But you learn from it. And yeah. Girl. 
Um, so you're you're getting better, especially at little boys' haircuts. Yes. Um, and growing as a stylist. How, first of all, how long did it take for you to feel comfortable? Like, hey, I can actually do this. I don't need to go home crying. I don't need to quit after a bad day. Uh, what what was that like? You know, I, I guess I wish I could tell you the exact moment of just like, oh, you know, everything's yeah. clicking. But I think it's just over time and the different haircuts, like, you know, there'll be a moment where you, you feel like long hair on a guy, it clicked. Mm-hmm. Or bald fades, it clicked. So it's just all these different moments of feeling comfortable with different haircuts and different head shapes and different texture. How long are you uh, a stylist before the conversation starts to turn to, you know, you, you might have some potential uh, in management and being a key holder? Well, I remember when I was a stylist, not for very long, but um, I met my coach at the time. She no longer works at Sport Clubs, but we love her. Um, I was just like, I want to be a coach. That was my really? goal right from the beginning. Yes, that's what I wanted to do. Okay. And well, we can give a shout out to whoever that was that inspired you. Yeah, um, Hillary okay. was our coach before, uh-huh. but also Chris Nelson. She was my coach at one point. We had several that were helping out because there was an empty spot in mm-hmm. our market. So. Yeah. So you saw that role and you're like, that's what I, I want to get to someday. Yeah, but you knew, educate. okay, so first I need to dominate being a stylist and then excel. So And in, in our market, you had to be a manager as well before you right. became a coach. So yeah, I was like, all right, I got to work my way up. So let's go. So I would say as a stylist, I was cutting hair maybe two years before I became an assistant. Now, there wasn't a lot of opportunity back then just because there was one store in our in our market. Hmm. So how, I had to wait. wait. How, how long ago is this now? 12 years. Whoa. So have you been with Sport Clips for that long? Yes. And you came right out of school. Right out of school. At Sport Clips, Sep- right, right or die. September 2016. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it took two years before I became an assistant, and then I was an assistant for a little bit. Um, I think... I don't even know. Maybe three years until I became a, a manager, not mm-hmm. after, as an assistant. Three years in at Sport Clips before I became yeah. a manager. Yeah. And uh, scary when they're telling you, "Hey, you, you got this store now," or is it like, "Heck yeah, this is what this is my next step. I, I I'm going to go do this thing." Yeah. Fortunately for me, I got to open a new store, um, which was really store exciting. number is. KS 903. 903. Okay. So Where east is side, that? East side of Wichita. Kansas. Okay. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. Oh, east yeah. side of Wichita. <laughs> right? um it was awesome though because i created the culture that started it and i think that's what Mm -hmm. made me really successful i won a lot of trophies my first year opening that store i need to know okay so culture creating things what what are you doing it's about just you know i say this and people say this but the values of sport clips is what i live by i love it and when you find other people that are really invested in that you you create this culture that everybody wants to be there and that includes your clientele you know, they have a good time while they're there. We're having a good time while we're there. Yep. It's just, it's beautiful. Can you give me, it's a beautiful can thing. Can you give me one thing that you, you're proud of, like, in terms of, uh, in terms of culture? I, I did this, I created this, and maybe even the store is still doing it today, but something that you could hang your hat on, and maybe other stores could benefit if they, if they went this route. <sighs> Or, or is it unique to each personality? I think that's so. Ma- okay. And I think you build your own culture based off of you. And mm-hmm. like, cause you know, you want to hire people that work well with you, but also have some sort of contrast, you know, like I like really energetic people, but I also need some people that kind of calm me yeah, down the, the and they, they're the yin. mama bears, yeah, uh-huh, you know? So uh-huh. it just depends on everybody finds a different type of culture, but you all want to make a 
a very happy place to be at. Right. And that's... Yeah, it's it not successful. fitting in the box. Right. Maybe but thinking outside the box, Absolutely. using who you are as a person to really grow uh, and grow the store. Right. So what do you think... Uh, and, and we'll get to the, the coaching stuff here in a second. What do you think you did well as a manager that other stores, other managers could benefit from? Uh, and it might be embracing who you are and, and letting that shine. But but what are what are some things that you th- you're, you're proud of that you're like, hey, I, I, I think that worked well for me and I bet others could benefit from it? You know, I think there's, there's always going to be conflicts that happen. <clears throat> in a store and we all know that as managers and I think the way you handle conflicts and kind of squash it right at the beginning just talking to people and being real and mm-hmm. showing them you know maybe you hurt my emotion or this right. is how you made me feel it's like the that. simplest thing but it really it just makes everything calm calm waters yeah I'm mean? I'm constantly amazed at managers uh, throughout the system I, I have a 14 and 12 year old daughter uh, two daughters and and for them to cohabit, you know, to to live right. and be happy together on a daily basis is hard enough. Let alone in a store with <laughs> usually six to eight to ten females and the personalities and all of that, having to manage that. So yes. so hats off. That's that conflict resolution, right? That's so important. Absolutely, uh, it can tear up your store quickly. Well, what are some things in terms of uh, uh, let's let's go down that path one one more uh, question deep. What are some things managers can do to excel in conflict resolution, things that they can identify or maybe uh, gravitate towards in their leadership skills that will really help their store flourish? You know, identifying the problem right at the beginning. Okay, before it so not letting develops. it linger. Absolutely. Okay. Don't be passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, no signs that say what you shouldn't do. If you, have, if you want something to be done, you need to go to the person and just be forward with uh-huh. them. You know, transparent. That's another big one. If there's things that are happening around the store and you're not letting everybody know about it, they start assuming all kinds of things. Yeah. Like maybe they're losing their job tomorrow or whatever, uh-huh. you know? So like being transparent, what's going on is really important. And just be honest. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Be direct. Yeah. So you're a manager. You, you put in your time essentially, but that was Four not years. the goal. The, the right. goal for you was you had your, your sights set on being a coach. Uh, first of all, what... What is a coach in the sport clip system? What what do they do? I think a coach is it takes a very special person to be a coach because you have basically instead of like as a manager you get rewarded through trophies. You're like doing a great job. Here's a trophy. Yeah. You're hitting right. ten thousand. <laughs> right. Um, there's a lot of people rewarding you for what you're doing. And when you become a coach, the reward comes from people saying thank you. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like you you developed me into something different. And that's really the reward you get. So you don't get the physical ch- trophies unless you get coach of the year. It's the only right, trophy right, you get. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Um, but I think that's what's so awesome is when you help somebody become more successful, that's a feeling you can't get right. you know, from anything else. I, I want to – let's go down that path a little bit more. Uh, what can managers do okay. to give their coaches the – feeling that, that, that you enjoy yourself? Uh, how can they show appreciation? I mean, are we talking social media shout outs? Are they uh, greeting you with a warm smile when you come in for a success check? How, <laughs> what, what really is, is uh, a way that they can give back to coaches in a way that's tangible that you would appreciate? That's, I think that's a great one. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, we're coming in with the white hat, like uh, mm-hmm. Olivia Pope, right? Mm-hmm. We want to help mm-hmm. people. 
Um, but I think a lot of times when we walk in, it seems like it's it's a dark hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and yeah. people are scared of us. Which their voice changes, starts yeah. to tremble a little bit, and yeah, it's like hi, and then they realize, and then uh-huh. they really realize mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. to happen. But that's it's not what success checks are about. You know, we really care about our clients and having a great experience, but we also care about them having a great experience in the store. So, you know, success is how you get respect anyways. Like yeah. if I help you become more successful, then you'll respect me. But yeah, just being enjoying us, being around, I guess. Yeah. Because we were there. Pick our brains. You know, we want to help you. Did they ever um, recruit you to, hey, uh, could you help us in the store today? You got uh, not maybe for a success check, but maybe you're just there for fun. Yeah. uh, Swinging by, saying hi. Do you ever fill in for uh, at a store? I, you know, I haven't, and that's I feel awful about that. Mm -hmm. I think it's. It's kind of a situation when I work, I work for, you know, other team leaders and stuff like yeah. that. And I don't know if I can c- jump in and I don't want stylists to think I'm taking their style or their clients or anything like mm-hmm. that. If it were ever a, a case of, yeah, it was awful. Like they were really getting pounded. Of course. I right. would Yeah. Jump in. It really is. But never you've happened. never had to. So no. it's not, it's not an issue. Uh, I want to talk about, so to, to be, let, let's talk about the artistic team. Yes. Okay. So to be on the artistic team. You got to be a coach. Is that the is that the As process? As of now, yes. Okay. The process is so right now, two thousand eight, July ish, two, <laughs> yeah. summer two thousand eight. You got to be uh, you got to be a coach before you can be uh, on the artistic team. So how does a how does a manager get to be a coach? What traits get them to that next? I, it's not, I don't know if it's a next level. It's a different level at least. Yeah. But to that level of being a coach that could eventually be considered for the artistic team. You know, I can tell, I can tell you the criteria of a coach, but really I think the transition from a manager and a stylist behind the chair into a coach is what you're not really expecting. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's becoming, you're working kind of by yourself, even though you're uh-huh. working with stylists all the time, different stylists, but really you work, you have to, what's the word? Um, really self-sufficient on your own you know you don't have a boss necessarily watching over you anymore you're not watching over a team it's completely different type of job do you you feel like you're on an island ever yeah because you're you're remote you're You're remote you're traveling i'm sure you know a little Mm -hmm. bit chad you go even though you see so many people it's just the connection isn't as there's there's something that happens right in a store when you're working around the same crew the same team yeah day in day out going through it knowing when there's a problem client and you know you're having to deal with it but you've dealt with it as the team so and that so would you say is that is that kind of one of the big challenges the hurdles that you've had to come from being a manager to being a coach is that something that you had to to work through in the transition i think so because you know, I picked sport clips because I wanted to work with the team. I wanted to have people right. around me where it was fun. And and so it was kind of a transition. I had to do a little growing up, I guess, when I became a coach. And be like, okay, mm-hmm. you put your big kid pants on. And yeah. now you're going to do it for other people. And that's okay. And I love it now, you know. But it was right. definitely a transition period. Yeah. So, uh, so Rocky there for a little while. But you obviously found good footing uh, yes. on the artistic team. What is that? Pr- in fact, I believe... Again, summer of 2018 is when we're recording this podcast. I'm sure it will go live you know, not too long from now. But isn't the submission process for the artistic team happening now. right now? Yes. Okay, until, it, until September. When? Oh, okay, good. Something? So this podcast will definitely launch before yeah, then. Yeah, for sure. So, so walk me through uh, what, uh, what needs to happen for that to, uh, to come to fruition for someone to be considered. Um, Sport Clips Jobs 
Facebook.com is where okay. you'd go to. Or, you, okay. uh, or um, you can click on our Instagram. We're, we're posting it. You can click on my page. I have mm-hmm. it up there. And, and you have you, a new Instagram apply. account for the artistic team, I yes, think. Yes, it happened yeah. yesterday. Okay. Way to be on top yeah, of things, Chad. Yeah, you know, social media. You know everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they could go to that yes. and find uh, the, probably the link in the bio. Yes. Uh-huh. And apply through there. And what is, what is that... Uh, process like is okay. it a live interview is it a phone interview is it do they have to know who you are already what what what's that all like uh, you know i think that i'm trying to remember i haven't even looked at it mm-hmm. i think it's the same as when i did it which would be a year and a half ago but um it's an application you would fill out first just like any other and then you have to do a video like a yeah video of you presenting a class so they can see how you coach oh, or okay. present okay right and then um kind of like and now is this a uh, uh, a video you're shooting in a room all by yourself, or is this of you actually doing a class and someone's recorded it? It would Which be. It would be. Yeah, if there was an actual class, okay. there would be nice. With, that with, didn't happen with, with me. A, with, oh, so, so yours I, was in a room. I, okay. I put a bunch at of the, mannequins at the mortuary. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I put a, okay. a, a bunch of mannequins up, acting like they're people, so you could see the back of their heads. Okay. It was pretty yeah. hilarious. But but in terms of being able to see you engaging right. with managers and how you uh, field questions and yes. things like that, it would be helpful Absolutely. to record a, a session like that. For sure. And then you have a, a separate video where they ask you questions. They don't ask you. They give you you know a line of questions, and mm-hmm. you tell them the answers, like why you'd want to be an artistic team member, what can you bring to the team, things like that. Mm-hmm. What, what does it involve uh, in terms of do you make a cut? Is is uh, that you move on to the next round? I don't think so. I don't okay. know. I guess the process. They, right. Even with the new members, it doesn't really get ran by us necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yeah. how they. That we'll was, leave, that you we'll should leave, ask Julie no, that. Well, hey, you know, well, no, but maybe there's supposed to be mystery to it. Maybe. We want to let everybody behind right. the curtain, you know, so that uh, we can leave a little bit of the magic uh, developing here. So right now we're doing that through September of 2018 for when's the next tenure? Um, is it, how, how, do, how does the year work? It's is like it a presidency. A, so you go two years and then you have to, you can reapply and then but, go another two and years. And what is the year? What is it fall in January to December? Oh or? yeah. I think, I okay. believe it's, okay. Yeah, so you get named, year. Mm-hmm. uh, you get named before that. And then your, 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 your camp, your, your term starts in January. Yes, Ish. we have our first training in December for okay. the new for the new ones, and it gets announced when did at the it? coach huddle? Okay, the coaches huddle Yay. in Texas in yes. October. Yes. Okay. So exciting. So that's going to be happening. What uh, What is that like? What's that feel like when? Because you you feel like hey, I got a chance, but you don't want to get your hopes up. Right. right? You don't want to be that person. So what is that like when they say your name? What's well, confetti fall? What, what, what happens? <laughs> Maybe in my body it felt mm-hmm. like that. Fireworks. Okay, physically yeah. there was no confetti. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll work on that. We, yeah. yeah um, let me, I got a notebook right here. Let me yeah, jot that balloons, down. Balloons, that would be awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. no. um, you know, I think it's, it's crazy. A lot of people, if you ever want to be on the artistic team or if you ever thought of it, no matter if you're afraid to be on stage or whatever it is, you'll get through that. And I think just go for it. You mm-hmm. know, go to that push yourself and don't don't be a, don't be scared of anything because it's just going to hold you back from you know developing yourself further and further and I think that's a lot of th- that's you know what goes in my mind before I applied I'm like oh well, they're not going to pick me you know mm-hmm. but if I don't apply then of right. course they'll never pick never me never know until you go yeah, yeah so 
apply. If you're a coach out there, please apply. It's a lot of fun. And this team is amazing too. And now I'm back on a team, you know, like where right. I can actually work yeah, with people exactly. and cut hair next to them. And it's a lot of fun. You, uh, you do as the artistic team, you, you do travel, you do perform. Can you give me some of the, the highlights of what you do as an artistic team? I have a follow-up question, but I, I want to know kind of some of the highs, some of the, 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 uh, the, the great things that you guys get to do. Yeah, we, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's kind of crazy that it, it goes back to being a theater kid, and okay. it's almost like I actually did create my dream eventually. Mm-hmm. Like Because when you go on stage, you are acting yes. as something else, and I love it. It's fun. I get to be humorous, but I get to be myself, but I also put in you know, different things but you're educating on stage people that you don't know. So it's like free education to them. And people come into our, our booth, they sit down, they want to learn. And it's, it's just empowering really. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a cool feeling. Uh, uh, you get to go, give me some of the shows, the shows, you... the shows. That was my first thing to do was caper. It was amazing. I felt like a rock star, mm-hmm. you know, I was scared to death. It was, that was what is, what is, what is caper capers for um, us? Paul dorts. Mitchell's. Okay. Big presentation for the future professionals. They put it on every year. And it's in where? Where? Where is it located? It changes. So it was Orlando my first year, okay. and then it was Vegas this year. Okay. So it's like it's like the huddle for sport clubs, but it's for you know future professionals of right. Mitchell. It's pretty amazing. You know, we have dancers. I got to see choreography. I got to work on stage. There's a lot to it. I mean, even though we just come out and style hair, it's like I have to come out in the right second of the beat. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking wow. out. You know, in front of three thousand people, I got to. All there to judge you. I gotta you, look really. cool, right? Yeah, I gotta uh, look cool while I hairspray this guy's hair up. Uh-huh. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's a really fun experience. It really is. Um, best part about being on the artistic team is what? Representing the brand, being the face of the brand, I think uh-huh. is pretty awesome. Working for sport clubs for twelve years and then them saying, "You, you, you, we want you to be the face of our brand." I mean, it's. That's definitely a good feeling. Walking around a headquarters, I see now uh, Building 4 is one of our buildings here. There's that new picture of the 2018 yes. team. And it's just uh, you guys are owning it, and, and I love that. That As soon as you walk into headquarters, there you guys are, Yeah. Uh, like you said, representing us. So those are some of the highs. What are some, what have been some of the challenges? Uh, you know, we, we want to be well-rounded here. What are some of the challenges, the lows, uh, being the artistic team, and what have you had to work through? Have you how you successfully navigated that? Um, I think when you're working with you know Julian Perlingero as our teacher, you kind of realize like, wow, maybe I wasn't such a great hairstylist. <laughs> you know, like it it's it, humbling. it is. Uh, it really is. Like he's taught us so much. It taught me so much over the year and a half that I just was like, what was I doing before? Mm-hmm. And was I actually creating art or was I just doing it in two fade? Yeah. You know. And so it, it made me look at hair artistically and I've learned so much and but you know it does bring you back like gosh maybe I'm not meant for the artistic team because my technical skills wow. aren't there so you start to question you do yeah. you really do but so how, how do you get through it how, how did you go you always break persevere. through that wall you always okay. have to I mean I always I face my fears and I just go for it and I feel already that I'm way more competent technically um, on stage and the more you understand hair and can talk about it the better education, you know, education you'll give other people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I've always heard, you know, doubt has a voice, but so does confidence. Absolutely. And it just matters which one are you used to listening to the most, and that's that's, that's, that's the great. one you're going to follow. So, um, I need to write so, that down. Yeah. Tell me that later. <laughs> no, just listen to the podcast. <laughs> okay, just on that's loop. true. Uh, that's true. But uh, listen to that confident voice. Uh, something that you're really strong in is your presentation skills. 
in fact. Uh, we're here in Georgetown at the Makeup Huddle, and I know uh, you and Aaron just did, uh, I believe, a presentation on presenting, right, yeah. in pep rallies and doing some stuff. So can you give me, were you all, because of your theater kid background, were you always strong in that area? Is that something that you honed over time? How can somebody get better at it? Uh, can you, can I you de- walk yeah. me down that? Definitely after, like, becoming a coach, because you start doing leadership, you okay. start doing every class. It's repetition at some it point. It is. Yeah. It really is. You see what people like, what people, how they engage with you. Um, humor has always been something that works with me, works mm-hmm. for me. I have a lot of my stylists, they call me Dory. They say I sound like Dory, <laughs> so I work with I that. Like Kate yeah. McKinnon, mm-hmm. you know, and I wanted that Saturday Night, yeah. Saturday yep, Night Live yep, yep, stuff. Exactly. So it works well for me. That's great. Uh, so we got. I got to ask before we get to uh, – you know, my, my final 10 questions, the rapid fire, yeah, rapid fire, no follow up questions. <laughs> uh, this, I was May, I think by the time the announcement was made because huddle was at the end of April, beginning of May. So our, our annual convention, you're named coach of the year. Uh, walk me through that. What does that feel like? I mean, you've already been named art to the artistic team. So you've gotten that, that is on one level imagine maybe this is on another totally. or different plane so can you walk me through what that was like did you even hear your name or you, did you black out uh, or, yeah were you in the bathroom you one of those kind of things you notice Oscar how long moments. it took me to get up there yeah. i fell yeah i, yeah. Know. I yeah. hurt myself yeah. no um it was pretty amazing coach of the year like i said it's the only award that a yes. coach can receive mm-hmm. so every year as a coach i was just like I had so much hope wanting it to be me and it never was that mm. I, this time I was like, I'm not even going to pay attention to it. Like wow. I was eating my dinner. I wasn't even like really focusing on mm-hmm. it. And then Tiffany Allen got. Yeah. Rookie coach. Yeah. And I was right. so excited for her. So I was kind of just. Was she at your table? No, she wasn't oh, okay. at my table. As you say, man, that But I was looking for her and I was watching her walk up there and stuff. So I was kind of zoned in on that. And then I kind of went back to my thing and. You know, there it was. You know, they're pushing you to like, hey, yeah, let's go. And We're then everybody just kind of crowded here. over me. So that's yeah. why it took me so long. And uh, then I was confused on where to get the trophy. Yeah, Did you see was, me up there? It yeah, was awkward. I've, I've seen the video. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen the recap video. There that's was, me, though. So, yeah, yeah, you're embracing it all. But, right. Uh, but yeah, what a special, a special award. It was. Um, and uh, not, not necessarily a lifetime achievement, but you've deserved it. And so. You don't get those by luck. You don't get right. those by well. We drew a name out of a hat, right? You know, so so kudos to you. Thank Prou- you. Proud of you. Uh, I, uh, one last question, and then we'll get to the rapid fire. I need to know. You you've mentioned some names already. Any inspirations through your uh, your life in terms of management, coaching, now or on the artistic team, so people that keep you going that you want to make sure you recognize and uh, and, and call out. Yeah, gosh, this is hard. Don't make me get a box of tissues. I know. I I mean, and it's not not like I can say that it's one person that's Mm -hmm. been my mentor, but I really feel like every person I have connected with throughout my sport club's journey has given me a piece of something. Okay. You know, maybe it wasn't everything about them, but it was something, something they did great. So, I mean, I would have to just call out my whole market, which is amazing. Yes. I have a lot of great managers and, you know, those, those are the people that nominated me for coach of the year. Mm -hmm. So that it touched my heart for sure. But I I, I don't know if I can necessarily, because if I forget somebody, then I feel bad. So maybe I just say nobody. We better play it safe. 
you know. But you know, Julie Vargas is definitely a mentor of mine. Yeah. And when I first got to speak to her, it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And she always blushes when I talk about her. But she is. She's a rock star in my eyes. Yeah. I grew up in sport clubs, Same and here. she's the first, the very yeah, first yeah, the very one. first manager. Yeah. No one else can have that that title. That's right. Uh, I love it. All right, we ready for the rapid fire? Yeah, Because we're we're right on time. Cool. So, and uh, for those that can't see us right now, we are sweating up the yeah, storm we <laughs> because we're in the podcast slash uh, you know photo studio here in Georgetown, which is the only room in the building that does not have AC for some reason. And it's like 114 yeah, outside, exactly. right? We've had blackouts today, yes. brownouts, because it's been uh, so hot. It's been knocking the power out. Anyway, <laughs> so now that we're drenched. Uh, here are the 10. This is why I'm not going to ask follow-up questions, just so we can get through this part. Okay. But, uh, all right. So uh, number one, which superpower would you most like to have? Oh, definitely flying. Just like Julie said, I was listening to hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then you can get somewhere quickly. No wonder she's your hero. Right. What is number two? What is your personal motto? Um... Akuna Matata. Oh, you know, okay. That what a wonderful Aaron, phrase. Right. <laughs> yeah. Only because I sing Disney songs a lot, me and Aaron too. Other than where you live now, where else in the world would you most like to live? Ireland. I've never oh, been there, but okay. I think that would be an awesome place. Oh, man. Like, well, when you go, my wife uh, wants to visit as well, yeah, so we'll, right. we'll tag along. Cool. And, uh, you'll live there, and we'll come visit you. Sounds great. Who is the celebrity you would most like to meet one day? Okay, well... Can it be three? And it yes, was it was on course. it. Okay. This is your time. So I was watching this Ellen episode and it was yeah. Ellen and it was pink and it was Julia Roberts all together. You're kidding and I was me. like Okay. It was amazing. I'm gonna That's find I'm gonna find that on Ellen Tube yes. and I'm gonna link to it in this podcast. Tell Ellen I wanna go to okay. the show. And that was what Julie said too. So yeah, she wants I know. to meet. So this would be like an artistic team thing. Right. Uh which words or phrases do you most often overuse? <sighs> words or phrases. Well, you know all those things that you videotaped at the huddle. Mm -hmm. Don't cut your poofy poof. Yep. Don't swallow your guide. People, I mean. (laughs) Lord have mercy. I know. Taken out of context, we have. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I get myself in trouble sometimes when I teach. I love it. What sound or noise do you love? I guess we're doing so much scissor or comb, but the moment that scissor hits the comb, like dry hair, wow. that noise, it's pretty okay. satisfying. That's awesome. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? When somebody scrapes their teeth on a fork. Oh, okay. Noted. I will yeah. only use a spoon around you. What <laughs> profession other than your own would you have been good at or at least have wanted to try? I feel like we covered that, but maybe... Public speaker. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're kind of there. Maybe I will yeah. be someday. Yeah. You definitely have what it takes. What do you nice. consider your greatest achievement? You know, Coach of the Year, I think, was probably the, the biggest one yeah. so far yeah. for me. Okay, and if, if heaven indeed exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? The party can start <laughs> now that she's walked in. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've been partying here in this podcast, so I appreciate, uh, Stacia, you uh, putting up with this heat and this uh, airbag over here of hot air. Thank you for having uh, me, Chad. all the questions that you've been willing to answer, and I think a lot of people are going to benefit from it. So thanks again. This has been another edition of the Sport Clips Hall of Fame podcast. Hope to see you again next week. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome.